Hi, I'm Jim Brett, President and CEO of the New England Council. Thanks for tuning in to this month's episode of Inside the Corner Office, where we catch up with the leaders of some of our region's most well-respected businesses and organizations to learn more about their career paths and about the institutions they lead. This month, I had the opportunity to talk with Dr. Grace Wong, the president of Worcester Polytech Institute, more commonly known as WPI. We had a great conversation about President Wong's remarkable career path and what drove her own passion for science and engineering. One year into her role at WPI, President Wong shared her vision for the university's continued growth and success and highlighted the school's incredible work on issues ranging from AI to robotics. We also talked about WPI's diversity and inclusion efforts and how higher education can advance economic equity. As always, I thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Dr. Wong, it's great to see you again. Thanks for taking the time to uh, join me today. You know, one of my favorite parts of hosting this series is the chance to learn more about some of our leaders in the region and then hear about their unique professional backgrounds. So let's get started here. You truly have a remarkable career, engineering, holding a number of patents, a leader at the National Science Foundation, and now a leader in academia. Can you walk us through your career path and, and tell us a little more about how you got to where you are today? Yeah. Um James, wonderful seeing you again. And thank you so much for this opportunity to have this conversation. Uh, so I started my career in at IBM and then Hitachi at Silicon Valley. My background is in material science and engineering. So I was there at the Bay Area for about eight years doing research and development for the data storage in computer hard disk drives. So relevant to my job today, uh, I have hands-on experience to do research, to do product development, and then launch the technology into the product. And today with the WPI students, I absolutely can relate to them. I understand what it needs for the future and what kind of talent we really need to, uh, for, to prepare the future of our uh, industry. And, uh, and then from there, I uh, want to broaden my experience and particularly my uh, horizon in technologies. So I went to National Science Foundation and it was at the beginning was supposedly to be a temporary job. And then of course it became permanent and I was there to do different jobs, but all at engineering. And NSF is a tremendous place. It helps you to think about the future and look at engineering research, um, the, the, the directions, and what are the issues facing engineering education, the innovation, the startups, and the partnership with the industry. So it was a tremendous opportunity for me to see the technology and also the future of the research at educa and education in the big picture, understand the landscape. And uh, that was the time I, became to be very passionate about uh, education because I realized that's where the real uh, impact will be. And uh, so from NSF, I joined State University of New York 
doing different jobs there, leading research and education. And then from there, I went to uh, the Ohio State University, also leading research there. And then, uh, of course, this is my uh, third stop in academia, joining WPI. Tell me uh, a little more about what spurred you in your passion for science and engineering. Yeah, so I start to know that I want to be a scientist and engineer when I was nine years old. And it was a holiday season. Someone gave me a book. It was called something like uh, The Stories of Element. It was talking about the, the elements, the first few elements in the periodic table, how they were discovered. And it was fascinating to think about that. So how people would start to discover the first few elements and how they eventually construct this periodic table. And so I, find, I, I all of a sudden realized as a child that the science is so beautiful, right? If you think about this, all these elements, they are with different combinations, the different bonding, different structure, they form this beautiful world with so many varieties, but at the same time, they're also ex uh, exceedingly simple. It's all these 118 elements in this periodic table. So I was fascinated about the science and then of course, later on about what engineering can enable. So that's why I started this journey. And I have to say, I'm still very passionate about it. Was there anyone in your family, uh, mother or father, that was engaged in science or engineering? So my father, I wouldn't say he's an engineer per se, because uh, he was he started the career doing uh, actually drug development, and then he uh, became the founder and CEO of a pharmaceutical company. But I think the so both my parents have tremendous impact or influence over uh, the way I, how I look at work ethics. So they both, both work very hard. Also, I think in uh, many ways, they gave me the flexibility and the space to pursue my passion. So my father always say, make sure that you do something you truly love and passionate about. A job is not a job only, it's always a calling. And that's absolutely true today as the president of WPI. It's absolutely a colleague. Now you have your son uh, majoring in engineering. You know, yes. I think Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah. My that's son amazing. is an engineer. Yeah. Will be an engineer when he graduates. Yeah, yeah. My husband is an engineer. My wow. daughter, who's 16 years old, also wants to be oh my a scientist God. and engineer. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> you know, as you noted, noted uh, you served in a number of leadership uh, roles at other large uh, universities, but this is your first role as president. What has been the biggest challenges as you have assumed this new role? Yeah, it's an interesting time to be university president, to, to say the least. So of course, right now the higher ed is facing a lot of challenges. If you open a newspaper from the financial challenges and pressure to the discussion about the DEI, the discussion about the Pell Grant, the student debt, to the, uh, the access and affordability. And now 
there are a lot of debate and discussions about SAT and ACT test requirement or not. So it, there are a lot of challenges facing the higher ed. And so I, to me, I think as almost uh, one year at WPI, um, I think this is really particularly the time that we need to stay focused. We need to think about what truly matters to the higher end as we march into the future, and particularly, who do we serve? And why are we here? And what would be important for our country and for us as a sector, as a higher end? So think about this. If you think about the big picture of the history, we are at a very critical time. It's really an inflection point in terms of technology. So WPI started in 1865, uh, right in the midst of the second industrial revolution. And that's why our founders were looking at the, the emerging manufacturing industry right here at the time. They said, wow, we need educated workforce for our country. I don't know if uh, uh, you read that part of the history. Uh, I certainly do about WPI during that time. So actually, this was exactly the time, was, I'm talking about 1865 or during that time, I, um, it was in the, in, uh, across the world, people start talking about the innovation come, came out of uh, United States from America. But our manufactured product, the quality was not as appreciated as a European product back then. And so that's why the WPI founders, they look at this and saying, wow, we need educated workforce. And innovation is not, um, it's not enough. We absolutely need to make sure we combine the theory and the practice and provide the workforce who know how to serve this emerging industry. And so fast forward to the 1960s, think about what happened in 1960s. That's when the integrated circuits being invented, developed, and everybody was, I guess, I was not there, but yeah. I guess people were excited about the future, right? The, the future, this new thing, the new electronics or the future of the computing, what that can enable. And that was the time when WPI realized our curriculum was way too rigid. We need to teach our students a lot more about real world. And that's when this so-called the WPI plan was born, and the hallmark of WPI plan was this project-based learning. And WPI today is absolutely the leader in terms of how to provide the best and the most meaningful project-based learning in STEM field today. And now we are at this uh, critical juncture, and people think this is the fourth industrial revolution enabled by artificial intelligence, machine learning, and data and data analytics and robotics. So what can we do as a higher act? This is our real challenge. How do we continue to stay at the forefront and make sure that not only we educate our students with the knowledge they need for the future, but also prepare our students to the real world at day one, get into the industry, absolutely make sure they are job ready, but also make sure they are career ready so that through their career, they are ready to learn how to learn. They not know how to innovate and how to lead 
so that through their career, they will be ready to solve the problems and also do the jobs that probably have not yet been invented yet. So that is our real challenge. And I think WPI at this critical juncture is really ready to lead. You're now just about one year in your new role here at WPI. Tell us about what you've learned about the university in that first year. And perhaps more importantly, you, you just touched on uh, yeah. a little of your vision for WPI moving uh, forward. Yeah, so I touched a little bit about that. I think what I learned about WPI is uh, WPI is a very unique place. It's a very, the, the community is uh, humble, genuine, and very impact-driven and very creative and very innovative. And I think at this day and age, that quality is going to position the WPI at a really different level. And my vision for the future of WPI is I think WPI will become, and we absolutely work towards that, um, for WPI to become an even more prominent, leading act, super cool, very exciting STEM institution that our faculty, students, and staff, they will come to WPI, they will find their people, their people who share the same motive and passion and then pursue their passion together. And then they go on and leave their purposes and ultimately deliver the, the positive impact to the world. You know, it seems that not a day goes by that there isn't another headline about artificial intelligence and the ever increasing role that AI is playing in our economy and our society. And yeah. with any new and growing sector, there is a demand for skilled workers to fill those jobs being created. So I understand that WPI has established a new master's degree in AI and to help meet those demands. Can you tell us a little more about that program and what kind of interest you had in it? Yeah, so that's my favorite topic, artificial intelligence. And um, so I, as I said, artificial intelligence is uh, one of the major technological enablers we are in our day and age. And it's going to, particularly the generative AI and also a lot of applied AI, is gonna change not only how we work, but also the nature of the work itself. And in higher ed, I think it's going to change how we teach and then how our students learn. And beyond that, also, how we do research, and most exciting is what kind of new research questions we will be able to ask now with this AI capacity that we were not able to ask before. So that is very exciting. But at the same time, I do think that AI, this AI era comes with a lot of challenges. Just think about ethical AI socially responsible AI is becoming a lot more important and critical today. And particularly AI has a lot of implications in security, privacy, bias, explainability, and also the policy making. So that's why how to educate and prepare our students for such a new era and a new AI economy is important. 
And I gave a lot of credit to our very creative uh, faculty members. They have been working together to formulate the curriculum and the degree programs together. And I want to mention that WPI has been working on AI for decades. I just saw one of our alumni. 1979, he was taking an artificial intelligence class. So AI as an academic field was absolutely not new, and WPI has uh, a tremendous expertise in this. But today, as a career path, as a disruptive technology, that's new. And so we launched this master degree in uh, artificial intelligence just starting this year, at the beginning of this year, and uh, generated a lot of excitement across the country. Now, if you look at WPI AI in master, de uh, master degree program, it's one of the, the top search degree programs at WPI for sure. It's just uh, one month after it's being launched. And this program will focus on the students who have uh, interest in artificial in intelligence, regardless if they have computer science or data science background or not. It gave them opportunities to learn about artificial intelligence and also at the same time learning about ethics and also learning about the, the potential policy issues. And also a hallmark, as I said, of WPI's education is project-based learning. So the students in this master degree program will have the opportunity to work in authentic project-based curriculum so that they will interact with industry mentors. And in this way, not only they will learn the knowledge about artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. they will also understand the real world problems related to AI and also truly understand the ethical and social responsibility related to AI. You know, WPI is a global leader in the field of robotics, the first university in the United States to offer a bachelor's degree through PhDs in the field. But still, similar to what you just mentioned, AI, the idea of robots playing a bigger role in our society makes a lot of people nervous. Tell us a little more about some of the robotics research at WPI and about some of the ways that robots can have a very positive impact. Oh, definitely. I think it's, um, and this actually robotics is definitely entering a, a new era. And so you know that we have been, in robotics has been changing the manufacturing industry for the last few decades or even before that. It helps us with uh, the automation in manufacturing and can help uh, to do a lot of mundane work. And today, the robotics research and also the future of robot, the, the nature of the work related to robotics is rapidly changing. And the reason I said that is because the, the advances in computing and then in artificial intelligence and also how much data and how fast we can transmit the data and information. So that's really the advances in wireless communication and then the advances in sensor and sensing systems. So all of this together, if you think about today's robots, they have a lot more capability. They become a lot more intelligent. They can do some real-time or near real-time decision-making. 
and they are also becoming a lot more capable to interact with people or augment people human activities. And so with that, uh, I know there is always any disrupt disruptive technologies, if you look at that in the history, um, they will change the nature of jobs and replace some of the jobs. But at the same time, I think they will also create a lot more new opportunities, improving the quality of life, at the same time, create entirely new jobs. So just give you a few examples about the WPI's robotic research. We have faculty members working on uh, what we call the medical robots. So utilizing the robots to help uh, augment or assist the surgeons to do surgery so that they have more precision and help the surgery to be more effective and in, in, uh, actually reduce any potential damage uh, for, to, the, to the patients and so help them to recover quickly. So uh, we also have, uh, if you come to WPI next time, I'd really love to show you that. We have a place called the Practice Point. It's a laboratory, but uh, in the lab, we have a simulated one-bedroom apartment. And uh, this is the place that we do our robotic research. So the robots can walk in and start looking at if we have elder population living in this one-bedroom apartment, how the robots can help the nurse to work on some mundane work. See, the quality of uh, uh, the, a nurse's job is really important. It's also for, to help them stay away from something that might be contagious or actually uh, help them to not do the mundane work or the work that may not be that desirable and then they can focus on interacting with patients. That's really more uh, the better quality of the job for them also, right? So that's actually how to utilize robots to help with uh, augment the nature of the job. And you can imagine, yes, it will change the nurse's nature of the job, but at the same time with some training, we can, we can help in, improve the quality of the work for nurses. And uh, this, I'm talking about the future, of course, mm -hmm. these are all research. And right. also our faculty members are using uh, 3D printer to do rapid uh, printing of the robots. So these are flexible robots that they can do this quickly and imagining in the disaster mitigation situation if a space that's not suitable for people to go in or it's too risky for human to go in there the robots can they can print the robots in the shape that they can absolutely go into that space and help us with disaster mitigation and uh, our faculty members also design the robots to to help sort out the uh, in uh, sort out of the trash so that can, they can help us on environmental sustainability. So the, the list goes on and on. It's really up to us to figure out how do we fully leverage the potential of robotics. It's not about a job replacement. It's really about what kind of new functionalities that we can create through robots so that we can better the daily life and also the nature of the job. And I actually want to thank the partnership with the New England Council. So I think our organizations will work together um, May 16th in DC. That's right. Uh, WPI 
and uh, New England Council and uh, many of our industry partners will be having an event and we will display some of uh, WPI's uh, robotic systems in there and also our open STEM platform called SRP. That's a partnership with uh, DICA and many industry partners. Yeah, That's great. You know, we know that uh, the higher education sector is a huge economic driver in our region. And one of the main reasons for that is because of the research and innovation that leads to new technologies and businesses. And I understand that WPI has a robust office of uh, technology commercialization to help foster entrepreneurship and technology transfer. Can you tell us a little more about the office work and about some of the technologies that are being developed and commercialized on campus? Yeah, and that's another really exciting area at WPI and also for WPI as a STEM institution, collaborate with industry and right here at Central Massachusetts, acting as a technology hub and also a pilot hub for our local economy. And uh, WPI has, uh, of course, a very robust uh, in, uh, IP or intellectual property portfolio. And right now, just based on the licensing agreement with industry, with our large corporations and some of the startup companies, we have over 60 active licensing agreements. And based on these active technologies, we spin off over two dozens of startups uh, startup companies active right now in our area. And collectively among all these startup companies, they have uh, over 300 employees. And in the last 10 years alone, they have attracted collectively over $1 billion of uh, uh, venture capital and beyond the WPI. So that's, uh, that's very exciting. And they are acting as a really dynamic component for our economy. And some of these um, startups are doing really, really well. You probably heard about uh, Ascend Elements, which is uh, lithium-ion battery recycling startups. And uh, this is, right now is widely considered to be a leading uh, in technology company for the recycling of lithium-ion battery particularly for the electric vehicle sector. So, uh, and you can imagine, it's not only important for business, but more importantly, the societal impact of recycling all this uh, lithium ion battery. And that technology was a spin off from uh, Professor Yan Wang's uh, lab at WPI. And the company is doing tremendously well. And, uh, Another example is uh, actually the related to robotics. Uh, Professor Greg Fisher at WPI uh, started a company called uh, AIM Robotics. So that is utilizing a, a robot combined with an MRI machine and help the, uh, the surgeons to conduct the surgery. And uh, another faculty member, uh, his name is uh, Professor Jamal Yogubi uh, at WPI, and he uh, invented a new technology that can uh, translate the, the food waste into something that uh, uh, as the feed for the livestock so that we can reduce, really make sure that we can reduce the CO2 
and other greenhouse gas emission due to the food production and utilize the food waste in, the, in a more meaningful way. And that company is called Bright Feet. So the list goes on and on. It's very exciting here in terms in terms of uh, startup companies. Yeah, very very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we've certainly seen progress in recent years. There's still much work to be done when it comes to increase in diversity in the STEM fields. And mm-hmm. can you tell us a little more about the DEI efforts underway at WPI and how we can get more women and people of color engaged in STEM careers? Yeah. So. This is always critical. We want to make sure we engage a diverse a talent and also the you know people from all different walks of lives, right? At WPI, we believe in innovation. And Jamie, if you think about what is innovation, it's really the diversity of mind. When you have the diversity of mind, people come together, bounce ideas that they can create new things. So it's really important for us to continue to diversify our student population and our faculty and staff. And so for us, what we are doing is we want to make sure we increase the the STEM awareness. We want to engage more uh, students from all different areas geographically and from different social economic backgrounds so that they will know STEM is not only a viable career path, is also an exciting career opportunity and they can come to WPI and pursue those passions. And one thing we have done is, I just mentioned this XRP. So we work together with uh, Dean Cayman's company, Dica, and together with a Colorado company called SparksFan. And also there's, an, uh, I think it's the, called the DGK and Raspberry. These are all computing companies. So. We worked with all the, our industry partners together and developed this uh, uh, robot we call the XRP. And uh, the difference between this robot and uh, a lot of the robots uh, the, the high school students have been using is this one is a lot more affordable. You can check on the website, it's being sold right now on the market, it's very affordable. And so what we do is we start developing the curriculum actually for the students to use these XRP robots. And so this reduced the barrier of entry for students to be engaged or exposed to the hands-on STEM activities. So by having these robots now uh, distributed to some of the high schools across the country, it helps us help our high school students to get the exposure and understand what STEM can enable. So a lot of things about the STEM is we absolutely need to stimulate the interest and also from our students and also make sure they understand there is impact. If you work on the STEM, work on the technologies, you actually can utilize the work you do and your creativity and the innovation that to enable the new product, new services, new business, and new possibilities. So we want to stimulate that kind of passion from the students. And by doing that, we can open the pipeline and make sure more students from all different walks of life to be interested in STEM and uh, also be interested in WPI. You know, given the New England Council's focus on federal policy 
we always like to wrap up these conversations talking about federal priorities. Yeah. WPI has been the recipient of tens of millions in federal research funding through the National Science Foundation and other federal agencies. Can you talk uh, about the importance of Congress continuing to increase federal research funding for institutions like WPI? Oh, it's very critical. I think it's critical for our research institutions. It's uh, critical for our country. WPI has been aggressively growing our research portfolio. Today, we have uh, over $60 million of uh, annual research expenditure, and that has been in doubled since 2016. And we continue to drive research and innovation, as I talked earlier, which is really important for us to stay at the forefront of the STEM field and continue to not only enable new technologies and new knowledge and new discoveries, but also make sure that we bring this new knowledge into the classroom and into the day-to-day -day our students' project activities to make sure we prepare our students absolutely first day, job right day with the most up-to-date knowledge. So it's really critical. But I think the in terms of the, the, the federal investment, um, one thing I will say is, and thank you so much to the New England Council and Jamie, your leadership, continue to, uh, to advocate for the federal investment in research and innovation. So one important factor of this is we really need to think about long-term sustained investment in academic research and look at how do we work together in long-term with the focus to deliver impact in some critical areas, and particularly those areas that will be important to our country's economic competitiveness. You know, one long time, long time federal policy priority for the New England Council that I know WPI shares is increasing the maximum award under the federal Pell Grant program for low-income students which is a key tool to expand access to higher education. How does the Pell Grant uh, help support students at WPI? It's very important. Um, the entering class of fall 2023, mm -hmm. uh, among the first year uh, class of 2027 students and also the transfer students who came to WPI, in fall 2023, 15% of them are uh, Pell Grant Award recipient. That's how important it is today. And that, I think for those students, just think about this, Jane, give you the number here. These are the Pell Grant uh, recipient students coming to WPI. Four years later, here is the, the, the statistic. By the way, WPI is one of the best in the country in terms of uh, first that first destination success rate in terms of job placement, and also one of the highest in terms of starting salary. So 90 to 93% first de destination success rate at the time of graduation for bachelor degree recipients at WPI. And the starting salary on average is a 72 to $75,000 starting salary. For master degree is eighty-five to ninety-one thousand dollars. So 
right there, this is the change of life. So not only we educate our Pell Grant students, but also we help them to, to really make sure they have the resources to support themselves and support their family and think about the impact they can have at work in their community. So it's really important to have the power grant to, and also hopefully more of the financial resources to support students coming from social economically disadvantaged communities so that they can realize their full intellectual potential through education like what WPI has to offer so that they can go out there to benefit our community and society. So cannot agree with you more and thank you so much for your leadership. Great, well, thank you. Dr. Wong, thank you uh, for taking the time to join me today. I know that I learned an awful lot and I hope that everyone tuning in did as well. And it sounds like you're off to a, a great start and needless to say, WPI is lucky to have you. And uh, for uh, those of you tuning in today, be sure to join us next month when our guest will be another incredible leader in Central Mass, and that is Dr. Eric Dixon, the CEO of UMass Memorial Health. Thank you very much.